to Kardashian It, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi, Jess. Hey, my friend. Your hair looks luxurious, beautiful, long. Our listeners don't get to see it, but no I mean, one we gets talked about to our hair. It. We I know we talked about our hair last <laughs> week, but uh it's just really well lit and beautiful. Oh, thank you, thank you. Between my hair and my skin falling <laughs> off my feet. You need to explain that for people who I don't did have a foot, that baby feet foot peel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and boy, oh boy, I'm losing weight by <laughs> by the pounds from my flaky foot skin. Do you think that like, this is stupid. Like, What happens if you put it on other parts of your body? Like, would you shed that off your like elbows or other I, dry patches? I think not of, it's not of your body, of my dry body. Well, if you had like dry, dead skin, possibly. Yeah. I just think our feet has the most because they are exposed. Like they're just the way the skin generates down there at your feet. It's just tougher, thicker. And it, yeah. it like, you know, it gets... It's it doesn't like the stuff that you see on the bottom. You're like, yeah, that's not like getting a lot of blood and oxygen to it. It's just like old <laughs> callousy parts of your foot. You know what I love? We a minute in and we dove right in head first. Talking about <laughs> nasty <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Um, Jess, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm well. So we had homework this weekend, which was well. This is a thing, guys. Um. So, you know, Jess and Trish and I started this podcast because of our text chain. Mm-hmm. The, even though Trish has left the, left the podcast, she's still on our chain. Alive and, so and well. <laughs> every now and then, we we don't do it often enough, but we do like a Zoom hang. Yeah. And we have started assigning <laughs> homework to each other so that we can have a common thing to talk about that mm-hmm. we've watched or That it's read. not like one person gets it spoiled if the other two want to talk about yes, it. Yes, yes. So the homework... This week, Mark, you assigned it. It was I, I'm a, also I'm assigning a lot of homework because I don't have a full life, so I can watch a lot of things. Bless it! I'm so grateful because I I I needed the assignment to because we watched the Britney doc, which I had yes. wanted to watch. It was on my to do. But as with all things that I worry are going to make me sad in my free time, I was hemming and hawing, uh, and then I got the assignment, and I said, "Great." Okay, got to do it. So it's Um, called that. It's a New York Times series, television series, and it's like season one, six, I believe, and it's called the Framing of Britney Spears. Correct? Yes, or Framing Britney Spears. Framing. I think it's Framing of Britney Spears, and it's yeah. I mean, it got a lot of attention this weekend. It definitely like blew up. Interesting timing, too, with the Super Bowl and people especially were connecting a lot of the because Justin, it reflects not a tremendous amount, but some on Justin and her relationship and the way, you know, he managed their storyline in the press and the timing of the Super Bowl and what we know happened with Janet. And like, I think everybody really realizing he sucks, which I think has not been a has not been news for a while. I was an early adopter, early adopter over here. I remember being so mad that everyone loved bringing sexy back. I was like, do we have to hear this person? (laughs) I like never liked him. I didn't like his hair and I didn't like him. I (laughs) I liked his solo. I I will fess up that I liked his solo music. I liked that album, Future Sex Love Sounds, but I have since come to see the light and I think he is a bad guy but the doc is honestly it's a thing not to like 
pat ourselves on the back. But I actually thought that it's something that we, that what it's like main thesis is and does a really beautiful job like explaining is a thing we've talked about a ton on this podcast um, for OG listeners. And I think about, especially when I interviewed Misha Barton and we talked about that for paper um, and this idea of like really reflecting, and we talked about Brittany like considerably on this and like the way that we treated uh, women, particularly like young women in the public eye in the nineties and 2000, I mean, through all of celebrity history, but in our lifetimes, really reflecting on, uh, the horrific, like true feeding frenzy nature, the conversation around mental illness, um, Mm. and how sad it is, like how truly embarrassing culturally it is for us to even look at something from 10 years ago, 12 years ago as like a relic in terms of, the the understanding you would afford somebody going through obvious turmoil because I mean, if you think about it like britney's 13 year conservatorship like how is she in one and kanye not in one a hundred percent i mean and that's what they kind of like, say in the doctors okay, like she like is- put a baby in her lap once and drove well and and she it- like but that i'm like there's just not enough like my I was talking to my friend about it and she's like, there must be something else that, that was in was, those court documents that the, or her medical records. That's the part that, that, that one lawyer who's like, we don't know. I don't know what I don't know. We don't yes. know what we don't know. And he says it a couple of times. And I was like, that is the an important piece of the story before we do get like hung up on like why she can't be let out of this. Like there truly could be something very but i don't understand how she could still perform i don't understand what it is that she is so incapable of taking care of her her life as a whole but can also do tours and and publicity and commercials i just it doesn't compute to me that all, all I can yeah. think is maybe there was something like so damaging to her reputation, like in terms of maybe something that happened with the kids or maybe something that like would truly tank her career were it I to be known like we publicly. Would know that. And she doesn't want a career. Like that's why I'm like, it's so confusing because I don't believe that she's like, please, please, please don't take my career away from me. She doesn't need to ever make a dollar for the rest of her life mm-hmm. as long as she's not losing it all to her father. Yeah. And then we already there's no way that something happened with her kids that we wouldn't hear about because it would be a cash grab for Kevin Federline. I just was like, I think at the end of the day, I feel like she is the victim. I think that like a whole I think a really gross thing has happened to her. And like I it helped me understand a how the conservatorship has happened why it like why it got to where it is and how and I had read like there was an LA Times thing like a year ago about the bizarre nature of like because it's a it's a really California thing too the way that they're structured is very California and yeah they're they're designed for like a Sumner Redstone you know like a, a yes, medium yes. we mobile. all know about Sumner Redstone you know everyone's him. very familiar with that Sumner Red, Marcy Redstone you know him he, he Sumner Redstone oh my god Marcy he was the head of Viacom he finally croaked Jess we have lived very different lives you have been in media a lot longer <laughs> he's like who in succession like the merge the main character in succession the father is a merging of Trump and Sumner Redstone okay so, I always thought that was the Murdoch family but and Sumner, Murdoch, does, he and have, Murdoch. does he have two sons and a daughter 
I don't, he, it's who not, passed out on a boat? Someone <laughs> passed out on a boat. I think it was Murdoch, though. <laughs> He's basically just a mogul, but then who's he got a kid named Sterling? <laughs> he so Sumner Red Sumner Redstone basically would not step down from CBS Viacom and was like a complete skeleton and was like having like wild like it was out of his mind but was basically being like having really crazy like sexual relationships that were getting out in the press with like nurses and all his caretakers and all his children were suing each other and it was just like a, it was very clear though from like every interview that he had like lost a lot of his mental faculties but was still technically running like Viacom, like the the head boss. And so he wouldn't step down. So that's what like a a conservatorship is supposed to be designed for, you know, somebody in like with massive power and influence and fortune who like is, you know, tanking every aspect of their lives. And that you would then in turn assume like, okay, you step down, you no longer pursue the role you were doing. Not like, okay, great. We booked even more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to make this a business hybrid, even though it is about like a caretaking situation, which is, yeah, it's an incredibly informative doc. Um, And, and I thought it was really, it's also just full of really heartbreaking moments, but I wouldn't characterize it as like, overtly sad as much as just like educational and important in terms of like also what we do a lot like I think the gender piece of it is um really important you know the way the what we expect of like women I think this episode that we the the Kardashian episode even ties in like what the way we weaponize uh young female celebrity sexuality uh against them the dance they have to dance like it's just it's that whole thing um just so you guys know if you're not watching courtney and kim take new york you you probably should it's actually way more interesting than keeping up the kardashians and so good in the past few years we've been like they're really painting courtney bad no it's Mm -hmm. always bad courtney's (laughs) she's not getting a rough edit guys this episode history is not gonna be kind to courtney this episode really resonated in the current in a major way it's fabulous (laughs) it's so much less filler and fluff and like um it's it's, it's a half hour it's so good. Also, we were we were gently corrected. We believed we thought there was only one season. There's two um, seasons of the show, so we'll see how far we Guys, get in. We would have figured it out. I mean, we would have gotten there when Hulu suggested it, it. It's gonna be like a year from now that we even would be there because <laughs> there's gonna be a Chloe Lamar, then a Keeping Up with Six, and like you know, relax. But anyways, relax. watch watch the Britney doc. It's <laughs> absolutely it's, uh, it's an important uh, pop culture. Style study for anyone. I also hope that it gets momentum for judges to be like, okay, it's looking worse. Because I believe the last judge just didn't want to be the person to let her out and then have something happen on her watch. But judges are, you know, sometimes they're appointed, sometimes they're elected. In California, most of them are elected, I believe. And so if they feel as if there is pressure on them, they will do what the people want. And I yeah. did think it was a little silly when people were protesting during a pandemic for Britney, but I also applaud them for, I had like the a- same thing where I was like, Ooh, this feels crazy. And then I was like, Hey, this actually seems to have like woven itself into the narrative and is affecting part of, of her case, which is and- really stunning. 
and maybe not such a, like a silly thing. Like the, yeah, it's not just Chris. What was his name? Chris, who was like, leave radio. Oh, the guy who does Crocker, Crocker, Chris Crocker. And he does pornography now, which is great for him. So happy for him. He's sober. He's doing great Good for him. He's living. I I don't know why I follow him on Instagram. I do. Oh, that's a fun follow. I don't mind that. He does little fun skits and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing hearing a little Crocker update. A little Crocker. Um, So, yeah, we highly recommend that. Um, It's it's pretty – it's a really interesting study in in pop culture and also the way it's changed and the things we've talked about many times about, like, the way social media has – impacted celebrities ability to to communicate the the relationship with the press all the stuff it's great i'll tell you what though it's made me realize i think her instagram is all from video which i think 90 percent of her instagram is like like things she captured like in like a in, like a, a period of time like at all like oh what, what interesting I'm to say. like but I one think single like sh- like shoot month that like oh. for a month she was doing these because she wanted to and then they're like great that's what we're using and i don't we're think gonna we're seeing what it out. she wants to post every day <gasps> what is also, we were the at those two podcasters getting primo booking, kicking ourselves. Kicking I ourselves. mean, what were we thinking? And I'm, when do we get to be in a doc? I mean, Ugh. yes. Would we run out of stuff to talk about with Britney Spears? Of <laughs> Absolutely. Course, but like, I commend them. I would not have been able to stretch that. I mean, we I don't think Any, they were really we doing could. it weekly. I don't know. I had to go back and see, but I did we'll listen see. to their podcast about the free the free Britney movement kind of starting. Yeah, when all the when the lawyers were. Anyway, just watch it, guys. It's really yeah. interesting. Uh, and not just because of Britney Spears, but you do watch old footage. And you're like, oh, she's not a cuckoo brain. She's nope. a smart woman who like was trying to prove to people that she was as smart as she was. And also things that we just uh, things I uh, this is the last thing I say, like I, I didn't even really put together how close she had those her boys within mm-hmm. like a year and like the conversation around postpartum, the conversation around like there were so many things that like we just didn't give a flying fuck about. I mean, and like if, if this had happened in the 1950s, she would have had a lobotomy. Absolutely. And it is like hard. Or the sixties. I don't know when lobotomies were really popular. They were popular for a, bo- a while. They're like these are so cool, right? <laughs> they were really popular. Um, it, I was just remembering that my mom's one of my mom's boyfriends before my dad was like an expert on lobotomies. <laughs> Anyways, unimportant. I just was like, they say. We shouldn't do them. <laughs> I think it was like, these are bad. <laughs> he was like, yeah, a, I think he was a fancy psychologist and it was like, hey, um, this is not really how we should be doing this. Let's not no, no, no. These hooks are, up people's these noses are. while they're completely conscious. <laughs> Anyways, shall anyway. we get into news? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. After that beautiful visual. Um, okay. So a few people sent this to me, but let me just yes. tell you, I definitely was on top of it before. Um, you really uh, educated me. I was like, what? What is this? So you what? guys know Marcy's into TikTok, right? I'm I love that you're into TikTok, keeping me young. 
I'm, I'm, uh, you know, today I was digging into why do all these kids want to put their beds in their closet? (laughs) I love that you took it to the streets and you asked. (laughs) Well, I was like, who has a a youth in their life that can tell me like, it's just them sticking the head of the bed, the headboard and stuff into the closet. I'm like, but why guys, where do our clothes go? And then I'm looking at these TikTokers. They're like, got this big empty room. I'm like, but you're not, what are you doing? Are you having a dance class? Why do you need that big empty room? Like what's happening in your room? What's happening? (laughs) I love that this chafed and you had to know. I have to know. TikTok. TikTok. So anyway, I'm everyone's coolest aunt and I. Thank God. um, So this TikToker, uh, her handle is the lawyer Angela. So it's at the lawyer Angela. Also, just a side note, I'm very concerned about super glue hair lady. Oh, I I saw a GoFundMe and it looked like a photo of her at the in the hospital with a nurse. And I I've been really she's been you know what what's happened. I was already very concerned about this woman who used she ran ran out of of her got got to be. be, (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. She ran out of her got to be glue and then used it's it's funny in that like it'll be funny when she's okay. Right. You're right. That's the perfect way to put it. (laughs) But she put gorilla glue in her hair to like lay it flat and it's (sighs) just and she like just was living with that for a month, I believe. Yeah. And then she's like, you people don't understand. You keep telling me what to do and I'm showing you there's no it's impenetrable. Like she's like a shellacked like it is a complete solid. Like it's not, there's no, it's a smooth like glass basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <sighs> people were giving her advice, blah, blah, blah. Eventually over the weekend, she did go to the uh, emergency room and they gave her things to take home that her friend was using. And then you just see this video of her like just screaming in pain. It's like so <gasps> awful. No. And I was already involved. And then I realized she's from St. Bernard Parish. And I was like, oh, my <gasps> God, she's from Louisiana. And I felt so much like all of a sudden I already was like obsessed. Invested. And, like, like, but then I was like, not my hometown queen. No, I um, looked it up. I just needed to know. I know the name Gorilla Glue, but I was like, OK, it's a brand of polyurethane adhesives. Uh oh my god you shouldn't be putting this okay it's a glue that works on wood stone foam metal ceramic glass it expands slightly while drying oh no so it's a fast drying glue okay yes, like it's super glue it's it's bigger than super glue. Su- bigger anyway. than super glue okay sorry i i i'm obsessed I, with this story but i was too scared to look at the videos don't look at it. It's upsetting. You, okay. you just feel so bad for her. So hopefully everyone say a prayer in your say a prayer in your heart for her. I I truly like I will. There is like a it's only comical in that like, wow, how did that happen? But then you're like, she's really in pain. Yeah. So anyway, we pray for her. However, other side of TikTok, we have the lawyer, Angela, and yes. she is just kind of posing some theories about the timeline of the announcement of mm. Kim and Kanye's separation. And then a piece that I don't even think we had covered. Cause I don't think I knew about this class action lawsuit against Yeezy. We covered a part of it. This is, I, I have not dug in, but the, part of it was hinging on his failed like Hollywood bowl opera, which we did, but that but, was not for as much money. Like the, I think right. there must be, cause that was like a million dollars. And we had talked about how it wasn't really like a super large amount compared to their wealth, but that, but yes. it sounds like it might have ballooned into a lot more money. 
Yes. So I'm just going to play the TikTok for you. You can also go to TikTok to at, I don't think they do ads. Just look up the lawyer, <laughs> Angela, all one word. All right. So you ready, Jess? I'm playing I can't it. wait. I love it. Can we just talk about something a little funny I noticed? So Kim and Kanye announced their separation beginning of January. And then end of January, Kanye is hit with these massive lawsuits and potentially millions of dollars in liability. In California, if Kanye's ordered to pay these amounts and they were still together, guess whose assets would be touched? His spouse. But if he incurs debts after they separate, guess what? She may be untouchable. Do we think it's possible the timing of this separation has to do with money? She's doing money at this point. So if I were a type of very involved mother, like someone who would write in her memoir that she plans her children's lives like they are chess pieces, and I knew that a giant class action was coming in a few days, but my poor daughter wasn't 100% sure she was ready to cut the cord with her baby daddy. But I also knew that under California law, the date of separation is really important because after that date, each spouse is responsible for their own earnings and debts but also that lawyers fight all the time over the date of separation because one party might want to extend that date to cover more credit card debts. Well, let's say I had an in with the media. I might just make sure that it is printed that my daughter is indeed separated before those class actions come. But that's just what I would do if I were playing chess. One more. so juicy. So the prenup's not public, but I did a little digging and found this Radar article from 2014 that says that Kanye didn't even think the couple needed a prenup and was ready to give Kim carte blanche to all of his financial assets. He also named her as the beneficiary of his $20 million life insurance policy, even in the event of a divorce. And very important, at that time, he was worth way more than she was. With that attitude, I think it's possible that they made Kanye's earnings during his marriage to be community property, expecting that he'd always out-earn her. But look, none of this is facts. Oh, except for this one. A source recently told Entertainment Tonight that Kim definitely has all her ducks in a row financially in case she files for divorce. Of course she does, Chris. Of course she does. Uh, This is juicy i love her little breathy voice i love the way people talk on tiktok oh my god i'm obsessed <laughs> they have to talk so fast i love it so much and one thing that i would notice is that if it was me oh my god i love it it's so pleasing so it makes sense especially uh living in california and watching the betty broderick did you watch the betty Bo- broderick or are you familiar with the betty broderick murder no so this is a story it happened in Maybe the early 90s. Betty Broderick lived down in uh, in La Jolla, I believe, somewhere like near San Diego in the fancy part. Yeah. So she and her husband, she uh, he was a he first went to medical school, then went to law school. She worked. She worked while he was doing all of his school. She like had four children, did everything for him. He becomes a very prominent, high-powered attorney eventually and f- meets a younger woman. So he wants to leave Betty. But there was a lot going on with he never made it clear what day they were separated. And oh. he was selling property before making it official. He was playing a little push and pull with her where she okay. thought they were still like, so she was telling her friends, I think we're going to get back together. I think we're going to get back together. Oh. And so the date was unclear and he, cause he's a lawyer. So he knew to do that. Um, and she, well, guess what guys, she did murder him and his wife who was oh. pregnant. So oh. <laughs> that was, I think he just didn't think about the long game. Uh, he, 
a bit a of poor a chess player. A yes. Bit short sighted. Um, so, but I learned in that about community property that, you know, California is a no fault state just because someone cheated doesn't mean that you, they get more money. It's oh. sort of like you leave with what you came in with unless something else is, you know, agreed okay. upon. And so community assets being, if Kanye did say his earnings at the time, which yeah. I cannot imagine that easy earnings would count maybe his like record sales and stuff, but that that would, that Kim would be entitled to half of those earnings. I, I, as it's interesting. Well, not only that, but what she was saying was that if they separated, then she won't get hit with the lawsuit. Yeah. If they have community earnings. Yeah. I have a hard time believing their assets are commingled so much. Yeah. I mean, that's the big question. It it doesn't feel very Chris Jenner mm-hmm. <laughs> from the school of Chris Jenner, but but also Kim and Kanye are a very different ilk than the the rest of the family, you know, in, in a certain sense. So that will be I wonder how much how privy will be to that once it does, you know, because we are just sort of like waiting for this. Mm-hmm train to leave the station um even though it definitely already has but um the like legal pieces of it uh yeah because right now we're still living in a i mean we'll get to some more stories about it but in a like yeah it's coming pieces are moving but it's it's not there's been no still still no formal announcement of divorce yeah i do think it's interesting the way that the lawyer angela lays it out that maybe this was chris's announcing it before Kim was ready. Uh, I could see that. I could see that. And I could even see, you know, after it being broken down for him, Kanye understanding that. I mean, he's got to know the way this family rolls by now, (laughs) but also to be like, yeah, I don't want her. I don't want, I want, if my money has to be messed with, I don't want the mother of my children's money. Right. Well, that's when I, when I listened to the first one, I had originally heard it as like, oh, is it a, like um, an Erica Jane, Tom Girardi? Exactly. Like, is it that? Exactly. Where it's a, it's a protecting, you know, one half in order to. (gasps) Although the Erica Jane and Tom Girardi separation is so much messier for someone who on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills plays it so stoic and close to the chest and just oh the my queen God, of ice. That it's plane crash victims families who have like gotten swindled and like the layers we could have an entire talk about having a a podcast devoted to a legal situation that could be its own podcast like the fact that it is like the lion air families and that that's the only reason that they caught like what was happening legally at his law firm like financially was because people stopped receiving money from the deaths of like it is so and that like that trickles back to erica jane is a world I can't even get my head around. But let's just put that to one side. Then after that, she's pulling up text messages that are about <laughs> 16 years, uh, between 11 and 16 years like old. like flip phone. Remember? Flip. like you, uh, we- <laughs> I was like, I got you very annoyed. In, you got very, I, you were and being then a great Tracy Morrissey was on it right after I was doing. Uh, Which is a my, compliment. It's one of yes. the ch- two of the greats in my opinion. So, so this is old, old ass news that she's talking about. Uh, and then 
now he's like, well, oh, he he's mentally like he has his mental capacity is like I forget what they were calling it, but like that he he's like, oh, he's he's can't do anything for himself. So like his brother's like, oh, he can't he can't go to trial because yeah. it's like what you guys are pulling too many cards. Which at once. is it? Is he like, yeah, is he a filthy cheater or is he like a vegetable who well, didn't it, know what he was doing? <laughs> it's so amazing, though, to watch on both sides. Everyone just being like cover my ass cover, cover my, my ass, ass cover my ass oh my god it's a it's C- such a wild story a <laughs> cover, cover your my, ass cover your ass i was like what is this legal term um yes okay. so but yes sorry there's just so there's just a lot lot going on <laughs> guys i don't care you know how much money you have i think a prenup is probably a great idea <laughs> but, i mean truly i think it's like I think it will continue to be, I hope at least, I mean, I don't have one, but I I think it should be destigmatized. You know what I mean? The idea of yeah. like, it, we wouldn't destigmatize the idea. We don't like destigmatize the idea of life insurance because it's scary to talk about death or you think you'll yeah. live forever. You know, like it, we're adults who recognize like things can happen. And I do think like there is this sort of childish, like, no, 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 not us. We'll fall in love. We're no. princess like, and prince. <laughs> like, look at the statistics. This is not if you've, just on a numbers game alone, but it, it is like at odds with like everyone's emotional existence yes. in the world. Um, yes. But so, so there's, so there's <laughs> an update. Divorce <laughs> update. So, so Kim has been in Turks and Caicos, right? So while she's in Turks and Caicos, I didn't put it together when we talked about it, but that's when Kanye came back to LA when she's yeah. out of town. I truly did not Me time either. it right because they post their pictures later, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. So he has reportedly moved his 500 pairs of sneakers out of Calabasas. <laughs> this headline was it was Kanye West and his 500 pairs of sneakers have reportedly moved out of Calabasas. <laughs> now, it's funny cuz like they don't really say much else in it other than like they're starting the process of, you know, hi- him moving some things to Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, but some I think on Dumois I saw a post and then as soon as I saw it I was like, "Oh, fucking course Kim's sh- Skim's showroom is Kanye's yes. closet. I saw, I mean, and I didn't piece it together, but I saw people piece, realize this. Because I watched the David Letterman oh, uh, interview with Kanye and that's, week. and half of it takes place in Kanye's closet. So I was Ugh. like, I, I knew the closet and granted, I don't know if it's his personal closet. I think it could be his like Yeezy yeah. um, kind of showroom. showroom. Yeah. But now that's a Skims showroom. Oh, I see it. I mean, it look it's so it is definitely the exact same room. Wow. And yeah, and there's this pic from the still from the Letterman special. That's definitely Kanye stuff. And then yes, that's definitely a Skims room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh boy. And then yeah, she was busy in Turks and Caicos just posting. Absolutely, the hottest bikini pics on planet Earth. However, though, she's still posting pictures of herself in Yeezys. I thought that was such. A, I mean, she knows what she's doing, but I think she's doing that not for us. She's doing that for him. I think so too. To be like, I'm still. I still have your back. I like, think all so this too. is happening, and I'm still here for you. Yeah, I don't think it's like to. I don't think it's to fuck with us. I yeah. think it's like a nod. 
to, I mean, and who knows how in touch they are, you know? So it well, is like this other article says they are not in touch, even though everyone oh, else right. in the world is saying they are amicable. So this article is like, he is. So it says Kanye West is reportedly done with Kim Kardashian and will file for divorce before her if he has to. So this is coming Oof. from L.com. So essentially like he is as done as she is. And you know, that has been said that he, he said it himself that he wanted to divorce her two years ago. I mean, we, there it's, it's hard to not wait from his mouth. Right. And we swept it up into the kind of like avalanche of mental illness and like all of his running for president and his erraticness. But like there was a strong, like a faucet turned on of vitriol against Kim and the family. Yes. So he's done with her and he knows that she is not going to announce the divorce until she's promoting the final season or possibly midway through the season so that people will, you know, tune in that bump. (laughs) Honestly, I got to say that's very, um, what a good, business partner Chris is to even when she's leaving your network to be like, no, 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 no. Let's go out with a bang. Let's make this our best season. This like, is worth saving. It's yeah. It's a not saving people, the best for last, but it's like, it's a for sure, like saving the biggest for last to still like play these games with us at the end. It's like, well, Chris is in it to win it till the end. Like she may I mean, be leaving, but she's going to do her job and she's gonna, she's pat. I mean, she knows how she's got to bring people over to Hulu. So she, or Disney or wherever they're landing ex- or it's Hulu. Uh, Hulu. Yeah. So it's, I'm sure she's like, Hey, look, we both win, you know, we'll leave you with a bang and we bring everybody over wondering what's next. Now, I am confused by the source saying that he'll file before her if he has to, meaning that maybe she's not going to file until the season is going or underway uh, or airing. But like what it what he'll before her what like what's the I don't understand what the timing of it is to file. Yeah, I I, I don't know if it's other than just like power moves, and, yeah. you know, like and wanting it to be in the press that like he filed, you know, which I, like, I know in celebrity terms is like a big piece of it, like who files against who. But it's like in this case, clearly, if they're both, they seem like they've both agreed, you know, they're they're not smearing each other in the press by any means. And so, well, in this article, they're kind of saying that it could be because he doesn't want it to play out on keeping out with the Kardashians, but he know that it's going to, he knows it will. So that maybe he files before, like if he filed right now on February 8th, then that would be uh, almost um, like five yeah. weeks from the premiere date and maybe the buzz would have died down. But honestly, it's too late. That the train I think it's too late. I think we're like, station. We're, yeah, we're like, we're in it and it will, it is already growing. It will grow from now until, I mean, we're talking, our premiere date is what? March, what do we have? 18th. March 18th. So it's like, we're in it. We're in that home stretch where stuff would start swirling anyways. And as he may not like it, but it's like, look, this is the kind of story that is not, it doesn't really fade. I mean, that first bombshell was what a month ago now. And, or roughly well, January, what were they saying? Fourth, sixth, seventh, yeah, something like, like that. A, and it, and it, it's I don't think it's died down you know it's like maybe not the immediate fervor but like it's uh, it's just yeah we're there it's happening so getting a couple weeks ahead of her unless like he thinks he's that they're gonna save it for they're not gonna at this point save it for like the finale 
suddenly. You know what I mean? Like it would be. Yeah, because just when they were filming it, you're like, well, there's stuff going on. Yeah, like, like where, it, we're, where we left we're, off. We're too close to the gap of where real the reality of the timelines meet. So no, I don't know. I don't that find I find that unless it is just like a power move, but I don't. That doesn't feel very Kanye to me, and not very particularly useful. It's interesting. I just don't think it's. I think it's complicated, but not as messy as it might seem. I kind of agree. I think there's a. At least I think in my heart of hearts, right? I hope of I have this dream of him being like that it's about like she's exhausted and he's exhausted, you know, and that they're tired and they both have huge lives and businesses and family. And like he's fucking sick of the Kardashians and Chris Jenner and all the stuff he tweeted about. She is done apologizing for him and and cleaning up his messes. They have all the money in the world. They have beautiful children and they're just ready to move on. You know, like yeah. I, that's like my kind of like dream narrative. <laughs> yeah. And that it isn't like really about uh, the ugliest things that can happen in a, in a relationship as much as just like this is hard and we're tired and we have a lot of money and we should enjoy our lives. Also, Kim knows how to strike a deal. Come on, dude. They both do. You think she could sit up in the White House talking to fucking Donald Trump while he <laughs> looks at her tits and like not know how to handle a man? Come on. Kim knows what she's smart, doing. This is a smart woman. But yeah. I do think we are in it in terms of like, I think everybody should be braced for uh, any day now. Like the nuggets to start dropping and like, you know, that we're, we're going to we're getting, I think, to an announcement s- sooner than later. Yes, um, um, just just know that it's going to come. <laughs> if yeah. the show is still airing on Thursdays, we're going to hear about it the week before or the Monday of, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I know. I was. I with. I am. Do not want to talk about it because I have not followed it, and it's like kind of more than my brain can handle. But this Army Hammer stuff, um, which is such a mess, and but in in one of the like Doomwah things or something, it was saying like, and I should know this, but that if you want it to stay in the press you in the in print you get the most out of print you release it on a monday and then it stays and then if you want it to play out on news like tv news more you release it at the end of the week on like a friday news cycle uh so that it plays all weekend long um there's this is being said in regards to the army Worst, allega- worst yeah. allegations coming out. That is supposedly I'm, like I'm gonna I'm assume terrified. he's murdered someone. Then. I mean, that's what they're hinting at in, in no uncertain terms. They're saying like there are women who have gone missing near where oh he worked. Oh my god! Oh, have you not? Th- this is like what it. I saw like well, snippets of it today, and it's like I don't know if this is what it is because I really have not followed the story. It truly just felt like I just didn't have the space for it in my brain. Um, and it seems to be the, the little, the little like inklings today, uh, on like gossip, on like whatever the different sites were, um, were hinting that there is like a connection between potentially like missing women. <gasps> God, I don't know that that is true. That is truly well, right, all right, right. We don't know. So that's why we're all waiting. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, but it seems to be that it's going to be in the next few days, like something, something huge. That's the thing guys about psychopaths is 
I mean, yes, we all saw Christian Bale play American Psycho and then Scott try to pretend like he was American Psycho. <laughs> but they exist. And in Hollywood, I think like, what is it? Two, between 2 and 3% of people are, you know, sociopaths, psychopaths. And in Hollywood, I think Hollywood, Wall Street, and D.C. has a very concentrated group of that 2 and 3%. I just think it's like, I keep thinking the one, and then we'll get back, but like the one that kind of rocked my brain for some reason, and I think uh, maybe you recommended it, but uh, other people had too. It was a, a recent one called American Murder, The Family Next Door, and it's a Netflix one about just like that horrible story of the husband. I can't remember Chris. Watts, I looked him Chris, up. Chris Chris Watts, and her name yes. was Shanann. Shanann, um, yes. And, and it's... And it's a, just a story. It's it's like honestly a weirdly simple story about like a married couple with kids, and he seemed kind of half in, half out, and then he started having an affair, and uh, he killed the wife and kids. And it's horrific, but it is sort of like one of those like really awful reminders that it's just like it happens. It's just yeah. like you. We spend so much time in our brains being like, no, it just doesn't seem and they never have and no police record and all this stuff. And I know this isn't a true crime podcast. Well, I'm well I just will say this too, that I think a family annihilator, it's what they call those people. Oh, uh, that even makes more sense than just someone randomly murdering people. Like it's so the people I feel the most everything to are always the family so like you know you, yeah. you're like okay like i get it but you're like you just are you're a hunter yes you're like this isn't like things went bad and you didn't know what to do so you ended it all you are a, a hunter out there yeah. like that's what's like uh, also guys don't watch night stalker no it's so no, scary no but do but do also i had it's a very prowler, good. prowler last week so maybe it's just on my mind guys. i know i'm sorry i'm sorry let's get off of it i don't i don't want to scare no scare no okay. one's coming to murder me i have too many cats um, <laughs> well how will i make this transition Chloe will be <laughs> someone Chloe who will be so uh, executive producer of Twisted Sister about sisters who kill. I was going to uh, say Kardashian. will be defended by no. Yours is better. Okay, um, Chloe. So so for this is a, a big mood shift. Um, you know, Chloe and Tristan, they're happy. Moving, it's moving along. It's not to say we told you so but we knew this was we would be we'd be here by probably this part of the year so chloe and tristan reconciled very in love um and they are he was just traded to the boston celtics and so it looks like the plan is to be splitting their time between boston and la and that will be happening as they try for baby number two it's got to be some long flights to get back for an ovulation cycle <laughs> i know i'm like there's got to be a way rich people do this they're going to be That's burning easier. up jet fuel like oh never my before God. this will be an investment baby this so baby is going to put the biggest hole in the ozone <laughs> So Chloe will live in Boston while Tristan is practicing and has home games as a source. And then when he's traveling, she'll fly back to L.A. Uh, and yeah, so they have a two year old daughter and they and I believe I didn't watch it, but there's a teaser that was released this week for for keeping up with. And uh, and so and it has Chloe talking to Tristan in it. And she says, every time I post a video, Kim DMs me and she's like, 
which is so aggressive. She's telling Tristan, every time I post a video, Kim DMs me and she's like, she can't play by herself her whole life. In my head, when I was going to have kids, I never imagined having only an only child, especially being in quarantine with her. I felt bad. She has no friends. She has nobody. She and her cousins were isolated even from each other for so long. Um, I don't know how true that is, but that's her reality. So then she says uh, she feels like it's now time to have another kid, to which Tristan says, yep, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) I like that line a lot. Yep, that's what I like to hear. And she further explains she got a, quote, head start on freezing her eggs a a few months prior uh, now and that could says, save us some fuel. That saves some fuel. But if, if they're could, but frozen eggs are not frozen embryos, so they still gotta. Correct. So they'll have to figure out that step. But you know, yeah, if she's not ovulating and doing it in that way, and they're and they're going that route. But um, then she says, "I think I'm ready to do the whole pregnancy thing again." And he says, "I'm all for it." A man of few words. He's like, "That's it be what known. I love to cheat on you, and it's going to line up perfectly with the with the vaccine." <laughs> oh, I can see oh, this. This is going to be good. This is going to work out great. You're going to uh, be pregnant. I'm on the road. Uh, it's just like the old days. <laughs> you won't. You'll be kind of isolated from your family some of the time. Yes. I mean, if we get when we get into the throwback app, it's so crazy to me to realize how long Chloe has been like on the the work schedule of basketball players. I was like, oh my God, it's like built around Lamar's fucking schedule. And I'm like, this woman has really done the time. She could write a book about like the the, the NBA schedule as it relates to like every step of her actual adult One life. One day she's going to wake up and be so mad about the emotional labor she's been doing for men for decades. Un questionable it is so i don't know how much devastating feminism kind of gets into their like craw you know uh, only <laughs> accidentally and it is not welcome <laughs> to be like do you know how powerful you are and then how much you baby these idiots it's wild <laughs> all right but so we, we wish them well so oh, good luck absolutely so speaking of rekindling loves another great transition People are saying, and when we say people, we don't mean people. We mean e-online, which is very close. Pretty close. Pretty close to this family. Yeah, with this family, that's that's about that's a people level closeness to them. So, you know, Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner separated when Stormy was about one years old, and they have been separated for two years now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because she just turned three. But yeah. apparently, they are still madly in love. A source madly close in to, love. A source close to the former couple exclusively tells E. <laughs> Chris Jenner. <laughs> Between sips of a martini, it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly quaffed short black hair. This anonymous source went on. <laughs> Kylie and Travis are still madly in love. You can tell every time they're together that there is a lot of love there. Both their faces light up when they are together and both seem very happy. <laughs> I just thought about that TikTok I forwarded you and Trish where the theory is that uh, Travis is always asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sleep. <laughs> He's sleep. 
There's a TikTok that there's a TikTok that that is somebody with alleging that Travis Scott is always asleep and that he's being held up by Kylie in photos. His eyes are always closed. He's like always looking down. I'm gonna throw another one at you. Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) And the woman narrating it made me cry. Laugh. Sleep. He's sleep. He's sleep against the wall. Uh, oh, but I, I love this couple. I don't know. This has grown on me. I would, like, I don't know. I would love for them to work out. They yeah. seem like two lunatics that are obsessed with this do- their daughter that are, I don't know. They're so, so young and successful, however the, it works. The final quote is Kylie and Travis spend a lot of time together with Stormy as a family and aren't ruling out getting back together. They aren't putting pressure on the relationship right now. Good for them. Seems like they're honestly just doing whatever they want to do. And it what seems... Am- like you know exactly what two people of their age and wealth should be doing. <laughs> one of my favorite kinds of loves is when people separate and get back together later. And- oh, what a dream. What I mean, a no, nice- you don't think it's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> don't say what a dream. Kid. I don't I want can't. someone happily married or who I want to believe is happily married until she said that. <laughs> I was agreeing I don't for them. It for I was saying for the 22 year old billionaires, do it. No, you and Trish have to have boring, steady love. So I don't, <laughs> okay. I won't accept I'll anything deliver. else. I'll deliver. I'll deliver. But I, I do like the people who are like, they have the passion so hot that it explodes. And then they're like, mm, we might still have a little bit of that chemistry and oh, we're retired now. So we might as well do this. It's again. like the, the old, like Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, right? Like they got married, like what? Eight times. I know they didn't, but she was married. I think like she got times, married but, eight times. But then they he got was back two together. Of them. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I he just, was, but he wasn't the one at the end either. So that's what's the funniest part is to have that long of a saga and be like mm, part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was laughing because Kylie has traveled so much lately, and like I truly, I send this to you and Trish, like. I realize that I have like PTSD when I see the like Kylie Air napkins. <laughs> when I see her on the plane, I'm like, oh no, brace yourself. It's going to be beautiful in bikinis. And I was really right with this one. We've gotten just the, the this trend of these like upside down bikinis where oh, like the whole trying. lower tit is hanging out and there's just this like little goof triangle covering like the top of the very top of a vagina and it's just like all string and I mean they look she looks unfathomable like just so good but then I was like they just flew to Palm Springs I was bracing myself for like another yet another tropical vacation but they're just chilling at Chris's compound and that made me laugh even harder printing out Kylie Air and filling a whole plane with all the things and it's LA to Palm Springs it's like a 15 minute flight I like it must take longer to get to the airports. Than- I know. I was like, I mean, I would, but I was like br- bracing myself because it had been Mexico, her and Kendall, and some others, and then Turks and Caicos with like the sisters and a girls trip and the daughters, and then I saw the Kylie Air and I was like, Kylie. <laughs> But she's just hanging at Mama Chris's. Just doing whatever she wants and being like, this pandemic's been really hard on me. (laughs) It's been really good for me. It was just like when I hid my pregnancy, guys. It's like nothing. I got like so not a big deal. (laughs) It's like to know that people are like living that life and then to look around my living room and see how many cat scratching posts (laughs) I have bought. 
it's just we're living just such different lives. I have a I have a cat scratching post that's four feet tall. I don't know. Why, I I know I bought it and I know it's here, but I don't know how it happened. It's so big, Jess. It comes up to my chest. <laughs> well, I have the opposite, which is what I always, which is I'm looking at my um miniature display shelf that is directly in my line of vision. Oh, yeah. Filled- She's got really into miniatures. <laughs> I wish you were into trains. <laughs> <laughs> Not off the table, depending how long the vaccine takes. I'll be honest. <laughs> what Anything- if you started making luxury miniature trains? <laughs> I like to imagine what that would even look like. Like it's like the old timey, like the interior, like train cars, like dining cars. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, and I'm then- so close to building my own miniatures. I watch so many like of the tutorials and follow so many of the accounts. You just need space because you just like it's like any uh, insane hobby. You just like I just literally don't know. I would take over basically like a very necessary space in our apartment because yeah, small. you got to get bunk beds in your bedroom. So <laughs> oh, can, you need to loft your bed. That's what you need. To loft. I even like I bought this craft table that ended up coming and it was way bigger than I thought. And I like pitched it to Tim like it could go in the bedroom against this wall <laughs> and he was like um <laughs> please no how about i don't think so and i was like okay you're right i'll find a better spot for it but yeah you gotta have craft space which is a goal and <laughs> anyways speaking of mama chris so this <laughs> we covered this briefly i feel like we did yeah but this is is this an update on it right there's some there more some things got more specific <laughs> so so, I don't mean to laugh. I know we're not supposed to laugh at it. It's not funny, but it, it, you know. So, exclusive, this is Daily Mail. Ex-Kardashian bodyguard who sued Kris Jenner for sexual harassment now claims she groped his crotch and mm. made suggestive comments while they were driving in her Bentley, according to new filing. So, he is saying... This man is Mark McWilliams. He is saying that he worked for the family between 2017 and 2018. Uh, he amended his original complaint and to say that he, Chris Jenner, made him sit up front with her in his in her Bentley. I love how but, detailed the Bentley is such a key piece of the filing. <laughs> well, just so you know that she drives a Bentley. So yes, like, exactly. Remember, you know, we all saw that car on TV mm-hmm. um, and that she put her hand on his upper thigh and then on his growing, 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 groin, groin, groin. 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 Okay. <laughs> I like uh, the way you say it. And that she has given him massages unwanted, that she has Oof. pushed her pelvis up against his backside, Chris. that she has touched his butt, that she has used racial slurs and demean- uh. degrading talk in front of him. So some of this stuff was in the original suit, but now the more specific thing of like, she touched my groin, yeah. groin, groin. <laughs> Groin. Now, as I'm reading this, I'm like, I'm having a, a, a bit conflicted because, you know, could she have done this? Absolutely. Yeah. She could be drunk and doing this kind of shit all the time. She's now, powerful. She's, yeah. But when he's like, she made me sit up front, that's when I start to question him. I'm like, if you're security and you're riding with her, of course you're sitting up front. She's not your fucking chauffeur. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I mean, like, I d- yeah. That like threw me a bit too. Yeah. 
Um, not to say that it couldn't happen. So I, I'm real torn. It is interesting that the claims got more specific, though. It is specific. Uh, and and again, yes, it's like I don't want to make light of it. I think it's really important, like to to understand that like these the, while this generally is reverse gender wise, like this is possible. And it's like I don't just you know I don't want to laugh it off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is specific, but I, I don't know. I don't know how you prove this because what I thought was interesting was, uh, they said, so in the response, K Jenner's attorney denied the claim, Chris Jenner and Courtney, I also Courtney is named in it, but it's not clear. It said how, because um, she, he, when he left Chris's detail he moved to courtney's oh i missed that okay but then so was chris, fired from courtney's i get it chris jenner and courtney kardashian ve vehemently deny the completely false claims made by former security guard mark his absurd allegations are clearly fabricated and are contrary to easily confirmed facts chris never acted inappropriately toward him the security company stopped assigning mcwilliams to work there after the guard was repeatedly caught sleeping in his car on the job significantly mcwilliams never made any complaints to his employer about chris until contriving this ludicrous claim a year later later um when Chris and Courtney defeat this frivolous lawsuit, they intend to immediately sue McWilliams and his attorneys for malicious prosecution. There was a really good line, though, but that it was basically like um, saying, like, he expects us to set to settle this and we will not. Uh, yeah. And we will take this basically saying, like, you know, and of course, at a certain level of celebrity, this kind of stuff just comes out of the woodwork and they assume it's easier to settle because it often is. And it was like a line about like, oh, oh yeah, uh, McWilliams, who is seeking jury trial. Um, I got yeah. I, another interesting thing. Again, I don't want to say like this guy's making it up because we don't know. We don't know. But it is very interesting for a family that always has cameras on them that mm -hmm. has such intense security d details. And you would imagine security cameras that there wouldn't at least be any kind of like even them just being together yeah. i haven't even seen a picture of them in the in close proximity so not to I mean, say that's not it but i mean it was a it, it wasn't a long time that he worked with the family it was 2017 2018 i mean that's not nothing but so then oh this was the line the, this is the lawyer saying the lawsuit filed back in september has yet to be served on miss jenner um, and involves events alleged to have occurred more than two years ago. The allegations are not only wrong and scandalous, but seem designed to coerce Miss Jenner into silence via a settlement. This will not happen. Rather, I, I liked the phrasing, not that it doesn't mean she couldn't have done this, but it was very clear what they were saying. Rather, Miss Jenner fully intends to seek vindication at trial armed with evidence that will show the falsity of the claims being made. Following that, Ms. Jenner will pursue all of her available legal remedies to protect her good name and reputation and to hold those who brought this suit accountable. She yeah. ain't playing. I also just don't see in that time period, Corey ever not being by her side. I was too. like, talk about security. We know who was working security. Who's <laughs> <this laughs> no, running the booth. <laughs> this is just a little side note of the whole thing is that uh, in the eighties, this, um, what is his name? Mark McWilliams mm -hmm. uh, was in a rap yeah. group with <laughs> R Kelly. Ooh, uh, you don't love to hear it. <laughs> 
You just don't. Not a great association, even if it was long ago. That is a person you don't want to have any photo evidence arise. It can't help that. Let's just say it doesn't help any case. Nope. Nine. All right. Should Should we we get into this app? This is a great app. Oh, what fun. What fun it was. So right. for anyone who does who didn't uh, who doesn't know, we are watching Courtney and Kim take New York season one. Um, this is episode two called "Start Spreading the News." Very and funny. And why is it named that? I don't know. I think it's because of the magazine. Because I think it's like spreading legs. Because of the magazine. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think we'll so. Get there. It's not there. We know that the titles are not their fortes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not think some like PAs like, oh what? Me? Oh today? Oh, it was due oh, today? Oh, okay. Oh I guess sure. I'm, I'm spreading the news. All right. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we have Chloe's coming to visit. Yay. Kim and Courtney are excited. They're- Very cute. I'm excited. It's like exciting for a sister reunion, especially oh. at this era. Very so fun. They hide in the lobby to surprise Chloe, and immediately Chloe starts dragging Courtney on the ground. <laughs> I don't even know how we got there. I'm just like, all of a sudden she's on the ground. And she being walks dragged in through the door. The There's like a wall of paparazzi that is they're completely visible from by the paparazzi still in the lobby. And so I had the same thing where I was like, it was like Chloe walking in. They're running up and hugging her, and then I blinked, and Courtney's getting like fully dragged by Chloe. Like that's just <laughs> their how they show love to each other. Now it's what? So now? funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So Chloe's missing her Lamar because mm-hmm. he's working and she was so bored. So she came for a visit. So that's what she's going to be doing again. This uh, yes. in this all future endeavors. She will be bored and go for a visit. Isn't that that's what I mean? I was like, wow, how long her like life rhythms. And if you are in Chloe's life, how much like your visits and like attention, everything revolves around like the schedule of the NBA. It's yes. so crazy. And one could only imagine that eventually it will be a new younger basketball player. Yes. It's just, it's, I was like, so it was such a time machine to be like, wow, this is 2010. And she is like, this is her life already. You know, right now there are men in college who will eventually, who are playing basketball in college, who will date a Kardashian in 10 years. Absolutely. No Absolutely. question. <laughs> There are maybe some high school like sophomores who are just really talented that in 10 years will be dating Courtney. No, <laughs> oh, she doesn't like wait. a best. She doesn't like a basketball She's player. She's not as much of Well, she might be married to Travis by then. You know, I got to say, I don't really see the longevity of this relationship. I don't either. I, don't either. Mm. I think it's fun. All right. So Chloe has a really funny question to Courtney. She says, who do you like better, me or Kim? Court goes, "Mm, probably you. (laughs) Which we like, no. I actually think that it's been so helpful to rewatch this era, especially as the sister dynamics change over the years and get to where they are now. And I really like it's been such a reminder that like Chloe and Courtney really have like a thing. And, yes. and of course they do. Of course the two sisters that aren't Kim would have this heat. like, they, they have like a thing. They have such a thing. And you like, that's what I mean by like, yeah, immediately she's in the door. She's dragging uh, 
Courtney. She's giving her a piggyback in the elevator. She's like, they just have like a, a really touchy and it's clearly it's physical, well, but it's also would, this like fondness in this way for each other. You would have to imagine that while growing up, they weren't close because there's a bit of an age gap there. So yeah. Courtney's like, you know, in high school while Chloe's, you know, elementary junior high. So as adults, they kind of come together in a new. So they're like almost like the newer friends and Kim's like an old friend because she's in between the two, you know. I just think it's fascinating. And like you really feel it in in this era that Kim is like a kind of an other, you know, and even in the way the storyline progresses, like both in the wake Chloe and Courtney like love on each other and in the way they fight with each other. It's just a lot more like their actual selves, you know? Yes. Yeah. So we find out Kim is very excited because she's going to be on the cover of the, of an ultimate high fashion magazine. She doesn't name it, but I believe it's W magazine. I looked it up. Yeah. I looked it up after it's a W magazine cover from 2010. Yes. It's November Um, 1st. It's the, it came out though, you know, way later. A couple weeks before her birthday. Yes, this would have been before, right before her thirtieth, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and we'll we, we'll talk through the photos because I I put the link in there. Um, they're definitely, yeah. So it's it's W and which yeah is is a high fashion magazine and certainly at the time you know when all magazines had a lot more cachet. W is like up there uh, with with kind of like the the big respected. Uh, but I did love that she never named it. I mean, and I understand as the storyline goes on, but yeah, calling it uh, the ultimate high fashion magazine and never saying the name was like, huh? But we learn that she she's um, she's telling them that she was naked in the photo shoot and uh, that she, you know, didn't she was overposing nude and that she they used their favorite word that she was over, quote, slurring it up. <laughs> A classic word for anybody who doesn't know what that word is. It's uh, the combination of slut and whoring. Can I just tell you that Victoria, (laughs) the season's villain on The Bachelor, said slur a couple (gasps) weeks ago? No, what a throwback. You brain dead idiot. (laughs) It is. I can't think ever because it sticks out. I mean, we've called it out so for as long as they've been using it on the show here. And it's that's fully 11 years ago. (laughs) Oh, yes. And Victoria is not 30 years old, so it's very weird for her to be using the word slore. No, we don't use slore. Also, it's not even a good sucks. She sucks, guys. I don't have not helpful. You don't know I who don't she is, right? Yeah, it's okay. I hear her She's, name a lot. She's I have to click. I have to click through all the bachelor stuff that, to get to all the other stuff I want on my gossip site. So I, <laughs> I gather I gather pieces. I have to um, click through. Um, I click through. So she we find out she was painted silver, but she believes that there's going to be like an industrial kind of like buildings like photoshopped over her body. I think she like envisions there being like a Chrysler building over her vagina or something. <laughs> I wish I could see I what see she it. thought this was going to be because yeah, she's like excited about the description of what this photographer is doing and she's like they won't see my boobs you won't see anything but it's you know this- sh- she should have had a red flag come up whenever she t- had to talk about that she had to bend over and have her butthole painted so she that says- should have been like she- you know exactly. what they wouldn't paint this unless they were thinking it she might be on camera and she tells them I, they painted in my ass and I laughed so hard. And it's yeah. like, yeah, Kim, I mean, I don't want to shame her, but it's like, well, I, I think it's just like a lesson. It's so funny because today 
the Jonathan Vaness posted <laughs> this picture of the Queer Eyes first season. He's like, we took a photo shoot. We were all wearing clothes. And then at the very end, someone said, you know what? Just take your shirts off and we'll, we're not going to use this, but just for fun for you guys. And he's like, and then before we knew it, that was a billboard. <gasps> the one they told us they were not going to use, that became oh. the billboard. And I was like, classic, of course. But it's of a thing course. you don't know. Like, no. You know, it- that if if there's footage of it it's going to be out there watch Notting Hill on a classic point of reference uh (laughs) no and it's it's it it, yeah you kind of start seeing what's what we're leading towards and Kim's really excited and and who is she talking to Chloe in this scene they're like well I thought you were done with being new Courtney 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 and she's like and basically like no 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 it's not that we've moved on and it is like and as the story progresses, it's so interesting. And I think it explains so much of Kanye to come. She wants so badly to be accepted by, like, the fashion community and the, like, serious artist, uh, especially, like, she wants to be taken seriously. She wants to graduate out of the, like, reality us weekly uh, in touch world and be in she wants to be a a, a fashion icon she wants to be legit yeah and she and of course who wouldn't that is like any celebrity's trajectory as they dream it and so this episode to me is really about her like just trying she's trying to claw herself over that precipice and she's doing she's doing it but it still doesn't get to be on her terms yeah and it sets up so much of she still has to kind of take it the way it comes to her and then like kanye ends up you know really is always kind of the way this narrative is always set up is that kanye is the one who allowed the door to really open you know and they get yeah. the cover of vogue and all of that but anyways so Next scene, Chloe, she's got a giraffe from Lamb Lamb. <laughs> and she says, it's because he knows I like weird things. <laughs> it's like inflatable, giant, six-foot giraffe. And it's like, that's their love language. And I I don't mind it. I get it. Get yeah. it sent to the hotel for her to just, like, have in her hotel room and carry around. <laughs> yes, she's making out with this giraffe. Uh, Scott walks in. And he's like, hello, Chloe. And she's like, hello, Scott. And they just kind of, <laughs> they, like, kind of like, you know, it's polite. It's formal. Uh, it was hello, like, hello. it reminded me a lot of like back when I used to actually go into an office and not sit at a, my dining room table every day. Uh, and you <laughs> would like, the way you speak to a coworker that you kind of get trapped with, like you're both getting milk from the fridge and you're like, hey, hey, Lauren. Hi. Good to see you. Bye. <laughs> oh, like, Lauren, the, did you hear that? <laughs> I, I made it up. It's a it's a pseudonym. She doesn't work at my company. <laughs> Which is that like very, very breezy, but w- nothing. Please let's not follow up any further than this requires. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, then, and I was laughing so hard because Scott in his confessional is like, you know, acknowledging basically like and there's a montage of like, you know, Scott and Chloe used to be close. And then Miami really blew things up and it got worse back in L.A. And they aren't cool with each other. And she's really seen him at his worst. And, you know, he's worked really hard on himself, as we know, has been a constant narrative. And I laughed very hard because he's like trying to speak in a kind of like highly formal way uh, to make to convince us. And he's like, I mean, I have cut out quite a lot of my childish behavior. Oh, he got it is very funny Daddy. in this episode to watch him be like, I apologize if I did anything that was uncouth. 
he's getting like coached from the side. Like there's somebody off camera. He's like, yes, yes, yes there that, we go. Grab more. Smile. That, that like, looks sad. Yes, yes, that's it. Uh, but um, we and we remember, you know, their their thing is complicated, but everyone's being amicable, which is nice. It's a nice start to the visit. And then, oof, everything takes a turn. Kim's pictures have arrived. She hasn't seen, or she's looking at them on her phone, right? And it's her. I, I think manager. she's looking at like the 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 proofs, right? Yes. Or, yeah. And so she's she, talking to her rep, which isn't Chris Jenner. It's not Chris Jenner, whoever this poor woman is, who I'm sure was fired. And yeah. she's absolutely losing it. She's super, super, super upset because you can see everything. Yes. Everything. You can see. The manager's like, let me see nipples, but you look good. <laughs> so basically She's- there's no skyscrapers photoshopped as she was promised. And it's, and Wait, the rep literally says that's a nipple, but you look amazing. That's a nipple. <laughs> but you- <laughs> and, by the way, but like, and it is not to demean Kim's reaction, which we'll get into, but like, we'll put these pics in the, in the thing, but I looked them up and it is, it's I a mean, nipple. That it's rep the, is right. That's a nipple. That's a nipple. They are full frontal shots of also, her completely nude, covered in silver up to her neck. But this is nothing a new else. butt. Yes, this is the, this is like the the debut of the butt as we know it, I think. Yes. And I also noticed in this episode that Chloe's starting to have a new butt. Oh, the arrival of two butts. We got two boxy butts on the scene now. These are boxy butts. Um, I mean, they are still Stunning photos of Kim. Absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, I mean, they are fully exposed nipples. I mean, this is where the the meme comes from. Uh, And she cries. The meme of her crying in that little hat. Yeah. And she's crying. This is serious port. And Scott goes, are they allowed to show that in the magazine? I'm about to start buying this magazine. (laughs) It's she's so upset. She's so mad. She she and then Courtney's on the phone with the rep and it's really sweet. A sister but Courtney's like, you know, yeah, of course you can see nipple. And she Kim just feels really taken advantage of. And we get it. I mean, but that then sucks. Courtney says the thing of like, look, if yes. you really didn't want to be naked, you wouldn't have taken your clothes off. Yeah, she wasn't looking to do a nude shoot. I was like, Courtney, it's, it is such a funny double edged sort of being like, I mean, <laughs> and Kim is Kim is so angry. She's like, I feel adv- taken advantage of. And she is like, I'm going to fire everyone. Yes. I've come so far. Oh, this is when she gets on the phone with Chris. And she this was, I thought, a key insight into the momager moment, which like we see we've gotten snippets of, but Ooh, this is like a snapshot into Kim and Chris in this moment, Momager and Star. She says, I'm going to fire everyone. I've come so far to go back like this. Really upsets me, Mom. Do something. And she screams, do something. And I was like, oh, my God. She she says, I'm never posing nude again. She says it multiple times in this episode. That's why you never say never, guys. Never, because we know she broke the internet mere years later. Very nude. Yes, (laughs) but on her terms, though, she knew what she was doing. Absolutely. That is the point. So uh, Kim is still sulking, but she knows that Chloe wants to go to a club. So she goes, so she can go pout in a club. <laughs> she is so pouty. So pouty. What a bad night for her. She's so pouty. Ugh. 
And then Courtney goes to pee. So mm-hmm. when Courtney, this is like the whole sequence of events. So Courtney goes crazy. to pee. So Courtney's gone. This is so amazing how natural this actually occurred. Like it really did happen this way. And it was kind of perfectly. I rewound it like five times to yeah. like, just, it was like, it was like Potomac where yeah. I was like, wait, and then, and then, and then, okay, okay, okay. It's an- unbelievable. So this man walks up to Kim and he asks for a picture. She takes a picture with him. He's like, this is a little blurry. He's like, I can do another one. And he's like, do you, do you want to dance? And she's like, no, thanks. I'm cool. And then another woman walks up and says to her, I don't know how you do it wherever you come from, but where I come from, that's not okay. And then the woman calls her a whore. I screamed. This Kim is obviously uncomfortable trying to get this man away from her. She's like stuck in a VIP booth with no exit. There's no Mm -hmm. way out of this area they're in. This is pre-security days. Yes, there's no security. This is a packed club. You can see also they tried to blur it. Everyone in the club is watching them because yes. they're filming with the lights and everything. So and there's a I, wall of people watching and filming on their phone. I bet you anything these drunk people were like, let's go get on that show. Absolutely. And it's like Kim, it's literally Kim and and there's no security and people yes. can just come up to her. And this lady's yelling at her. So Scott steps in. The lady yells at him. It's none of your fucking business. Then he says, don't talk to me that way. I don't talk to people of your nature. I love the line. It made you me laugh. It. And then Kim is also laughing in the background. She loved Kim it too. Kim is laughing so hard. And then it's like, it genuinely is feeling like, oh yeah, this is just, we're, you know, time to just get these clowns out of here. But then, whew, okay, so the man grabs yeah, walk me through. Grabs Scott's silk hanky. Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell what it was. Oh, okay. He grabs his hanky and he throws it at Scott. Scott kind oh. of like makes like he moves around a bit. And the woman, while that man, so the man throws the hanky, the woman takes the opportunity. She's like, oh, <gasps> we're throwing things. Yep. She throws a drink on Kim. A cro- so, so it's like an it's like a cross, like a crisscross, yes. basically. Yes. Action. Okay. So Scott like then Scott and the man are like they launch into it and Scott does push the woman out of the way to get to the guy getting to the guy and then they are just like scuffling all around and oh. Scott is like going Scott like does it. have something flip in him yes. where he gets that way yes so Courtney comes back and she sees Scott being carried out by security screaming he is like his face is like filled with rage and he is screaming being dragged away by He's security frothing, guards. frothing yes. at his mouth. Yes. So the ladies get ushered out. <sighs> they get t- put in, in a SUV and they're Chaos. like, Cl- Chloe's like, let's wait for Scott. And she's like, no, he can't get in this car. No. no. And by the way, like this was, this was such a huge, like the scale of this, like the whole room basically turned upside down. Cause it started to knock the like lights from the ceiling and stuff. Like I couldn't believe how, like it was like a bomb went off in this room. Yeah. And yeah. And then Courtney basically walked in at the last second of it, seeing Scott. It, so yeah. So then in the car, she wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. She's like, uh, I don't care. He can like he if he's gonna fight, he can do. He can find his own way home. And Chloe's like screaming at Courtney. That's not even what happened. <laughs> so then they call Scott, and Courtney's yelling at him that he needs to stop fighting with people. And Chloe's like, "Yeah, stupid cut. Yeah, yeah." It's like it's so. This scene is wild. Like we basically have like 
Courtney going in on Scott for fighting. And of all people, Chloe, who watched what actually happened, screaming at Courtney, defending Scott. Like it is this crazy turn of events where you know Chloe it, is like, no, you're wrong. It's not what happened. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like when a dog starts like barking at someone and its owner is like, no, no, you're not yeah. protecting me. You're not yes. doing what I want you to do. And the dog's like, yeah. Yeah, shut up, I'm doing what I want. Yes. Like Courtney was the dog barking at someone across the street. 100%. Everybody is like, no. And Kim is just like frozen in the she's car. She's stunned. Yes, she is completely frozen. I'm sure yes. she's just like, what is this going to do to my career? What is the video going to show? Replaying every second of it. Um, and yeah, and Scott is just like in a cab alone, making his way home after, you know, I'm sure getting thrown out. But it yeah. is like such a so heated everybody and they like they're getting back to the to the hotel that they live in. And every, even the paparazzi are like, are you guys OK? <laughs> like they already know about it. <laughs> yeah. So Courtney says, I'm going to bed. No one bother me. <laughs> now, Jessica, can you please explain to me? why I got teary-eyed when Scott comes in and says to Kim and Chloe, I just want to apologize if I was out of line. Why did that make me tear up a bit? Because I'm tearing up right now and you just replayed it. Because this episode is about... Oh my God. It's really a moment of like... <laughs> emotional when you said it. Because this episode is no, about it, Scott's like growth Scott's and journey. <laughs> He's such a slime bag and he has been for so long and you're watching somebody like trying so hard to shed their skin and like he can't. And it's unnatural. It feels it's like. so unnatural because we and like the thing is like you're saying in that fight scene he does like blackout and go ham and he is out of line like out, out of control at a certain yes. part of it. Even if his motives were correct and even if he was attacked like. You know, he didn't de-escalate by any means. And, but yes. it is like, so you're watching him like wrestle with like the person he wants to be and how much he loves Courtney and how how truly obsessed he is with making it work with Courtney and like the core piece of just who he is, you know? It's just Ugh. like you're really watching it all battle out in a person. And he's like, so it's coming out in this like, I would like to apologize. And you're like, whoa, who are you? Okay, who do you think's more likely to fight for your honor? physically fight me or Tim <laughs> you me <laughs> I'm confidently <laughs> physically fight for you baby and you know what Trish too yeah. Trish would physically yes. fight someone <laughs> I feel very safe and secure like knowing After that he took a self-defense class yeah Trish was secretly pregnant and we took it <laughs> we, had, we found it at the end she was like guys I am pregnant I can't get oh, thrown we, on the we floor we found it at the beginning we found it at the beginning because it wouldn't have made sense because it was like I mean and kudos to her that's like brave to still show up yeah like, um, to tumble so, around I don't want you to choke me please uh. <laughs> You know, when they do the choking game at self-defense class. Was, um, we loved it. We loved it. So, but yeah, Courtney's like, get out of here. Wants it's nothing. so funny, though, Jess. She says, you're not coming in here. Just go sleep somewhere else. And he goes, where do you want me to sleep? She goes, uh, it's a hotel. 
I laughed. Her delivery is very funny. It's so uh, it's rude. It's a hotel. It's a hotel, dumbass. Oh my god, she's so <laughs> brutal. She's so cutting when she wants to be. It's so rough. <sighs> but of all people, Chloe is like Chloe and Kim are like, no, you didn't do anything crazy. Like she's being crazy. And Chloe gives him her room. Yes. And Scott says this night went from first class to coach real quick. A classic line. Just a classic line. Also, Chloe does tell Scott, she's like, I was the only one standing up for you. I was like, I think Kim, Kim maybe she wasn't screaming, but you know. She also got a drink thrown at her by like people screaming at her too. Chloe's like, I punched Courtney in the back of the head and told her you didn't do anything. (laughs) So the next day, just this outfit. Oh, I am obsessed with this look. I desperately want this outfit. You want that big ruffle neck? I love it. Of this shirt. It's I've so never crazy. seen a ruffle neck that goes up like that. It's like a full clown collar. It's yes, so it wild. I loved silk. it. I was like it, a ruffle that like stood up almost like a petal around her head. Yeah, it was it like was she was a lady flower. Gaga she was like the center of a flower. I loved it. Oh, it was such a good look. And, and her hair is like in a braid over the top. I love a braid across the head. A oh. braid crown, yeah. Yes. Scott sees her getting off the elevator and she looks at him and goes, uh, you're cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she makes fun of him for waiting he's like wait been waiting for her and to talk to her because he loves her and he's upset about what happened last night and she roasts his ass could you imagine cool being married to the meanest person from your high school (laughs) um you're cool is Um, so you're cool and he's like well i waited for you because i love you and she's like a loser she's (laughs) like i gotta go to work you know how i work i'm a big worker it's my whole thing is how much i love to work I, it's a historic piece of my storyline, definitely for the next 10 years. <laughs> um, so flash forward, we have Chris calling. Look, Chris, Chris is like, hey, the magazine is shipped. It's printed. It's good to go. So now we need to own it. Make it fabulous. Yeah. You're an inspiration. <laughs> this is such a wild conversation. <laughs> Talk about just like this is why this season I'm so excited. This is a true how the sausage is made moment. It's just like, look, like I was like the amount of times a version of this has been said of like, it's done, the photo's out or whatever. It's, it was a bomb, no, whatever. Uh, and it's just like, now we own it. You hold your head up. It's fabulous. And like, because Chris is like, Chris- I orchestrated it all anyway. I made it yeah. all happen. I told him to put your nipples to really make it cold in there so they'd be extra pointy and hard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's incredible it is a priceless chris jenner moment and you don't even see her she's just over the phone <laughs> and then there's a really funny back and forth where kim is like "Ugh, i think i ate carl's jr on the way there and chris goes oh that's hot <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful it's a beautiful moment then we get to the dash store in soho that's being built out the sisters are all there now they're picking at salads standing around in the half-built store and they ask if Courtney has talked to Scott and she says no. And uh, and Chloe and Kim both double down and are basically like, it's ridiculous. He did not do anything. If I'm even defending him, like, what does that tell you? Yes. And we don't know what she's going to do with that. Yeah. And- I think Chloe screams, I have no reason to lie and make Scott look good. I'd rather make him look like how I think he is bad. <laughs> 
such a good line. She speaks the truth. She speaks the truth. So then Scott and Courtney meet for lunch. And just, I have to ask you, yeah. do you feel like Courtney is understanding it, how it played out more than she's letting on? It is maybe just jealous that Scott has only been a terror for her. Yeah. He's never fought for her. He's always made her yeah. night hell. That's but an when, interesting take. When Kimmy K has someone bother her. Oh my God. I had not even thought about that. And like Scott the jumps idea on a horse. Right. The idea of like, oh, okay, so we can be at dinner in Vegas with my mom and my whole family and you and, and, I'm, pregnant. and, and I'm pregnant and all and like our business associates and you shove a dollar. You come in wasted and shove a dollar into a hundred dollars into a waiter's mouth. But then somebody's like being a little rude to Kim and you like are willing to tear apart a club for it like i could imagine that not sitting well yeah like oh you're chivalrous now okay okay okay, okay got it cool what a gentleman now Could- i maybe tuned out the rest of this conversation i know <laughs> something about like communicating we need to pound it out yeah, i'll pound you out it's like bas- it's basically scott it's a sweet moment where i think this is sort of the, a newer part to me where he he acknowledges the sisters as his family members which mm-hmm. i haven't heard him so far now it's constant in current days but i was sort of like i don't remember him so far into the show ever talking about them like that i mean he's obviously trying to make his point and make up to courtney but he's like when it's one of my family members you know your sisters uh yes i went off the handle but it wasn't for the wrong reasons and And he says especially kim yes and kim has always been really good to him yeah, I think so too. I think she really does care about him. But it, then it, it kind of ends up leading to an interesting moment with Scott and Courtney because it's like their whole dynamic and for so long is always like Scott's the fuck up, Scott's the fuck up. And so, she, but then he calls her out uh, and he's basically like, you know, when you make fun of me for waiting for you, like that doesn't help. And they have this back and forth and she apologizes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I've been working a lot on myself. You haven't. And it's like mm-hmm. a really brave Scott statement. It's not like in their dynamic yeah. of their relationship, but you can tell she really responds to it. Like she likes being called out in that way. Like she immediately softens and is like, you're right. I'm sorry. And it's this like, I felt like I was watching like the heart of their dynamic suddenly very like yeah. bare. It is interesting. Cause he's like, I'm changing how I communicate with you. Yeah. And you are not doing it for me. And that Absolutely. is like a bit like that is like, isn't that the classic thing and like r- romantic or not any relationship where you're like, you won't ever acknowledge my change because you're not willing to change with me. And yeah. that's what breaks a lot of friendships. And, and oh, like- I said friendships. Okay. Uh, we know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking about myself here, but it breaks like relationships. <laughs> But it is that idea of like also how it doesn't work if you keep the idea of one person, even if they have done something very wrong in the relationship or is on in the doghouse more so than the other, that like that dynamic doesn't really work if you're both trying to grow and change. Yeah. And that it is like this idea of like, come meet me up here where I am because I am, if I am perfect yeah. and you are trying to attain it. It's like, that's not what that is. It's about both of the way that you communicate all the things that they've both allowed to happen in their relationship. And so I actually thought that was like a really brave, like, you know, I guess I'm just soft on Scott in this episode, but it's a really, it's a really brave moment of like, he, you know, to get to like 
have his own boundaries and to say like, I've worked so hard and I'm working on myself and you, you're not doing shit. And you're like being, you're being the same mean bitch basically that you've always been when I'm really working to change. Like yeah. you said, I'm just repeating what you said. And they, yeah, then they make a joke about pounding it out because sex and they love to have sex with they each other. Sex. So then we have Chloe's goodbye party on the, it's not a goodbye party. It's just a hangout on the balcony. Hanging out walk. on the roof. <laughs> Hanging on the roof. And then Chloe is screaming. She's like, there's the naked man. Show us your balls. It's an old gentleman. A gentleman. I don't know. He could be a jerk. An old man across the way in Tribeca. He's probably lived there since the, you know, 1950s, 60s, 40s. Who knows? Who knows? Without a shirt on. And she screams, show us your balls. (laughs) I was like, it's such a chaotic, like little messy end. And they like bring out the Henry, the inflatable draft and they're like making out with the draft and it's like it's fun that scott and chloe are playing patty cake what is this family this patty cake right did they just learn like like hand clapping games i don't know it's like a bizarre like they just didn't know how to wrap this up but they yeah courtney and scott enter they say that they've apologized they're better everyone's happy every steps have been made forward between scott and chloe and that's nice and <laughs> everybody's the, happy the next scene is very very funny, oh, Jessica. Oh my god. Please tell me. So Kim's like, <laughs> okay, guys, I got she like brings out this like find it book that's like from W magazine, being like, This is our best cover yet. So Kim's like, here it is. And she's just like showing her sister and essentially her brother-in-law her nude photos. <laughs> and Scott goes, I literally feel like you could open that and get, and I'd get smacked in the face with one of your bosoms. He looks get- so embarrassed to be looking at her nude photos. It's like the scene from more recently. Remember the episode a couple years ago where she walks into the kitchen and he's like, ah! Yeah, she's wearing just like uh, one of those like, uh, like, under, like thin, thin undershirts with no bra. And he's like, I can't talk to you (laughs) (laughs) but it's so funny and we get the complete 180 she's trying to pull a chris pr move on us the audience who were there when that's the thing about kim she's in love with her own visage so when she (laughs) finally sees it she's like what was i afraid of i look amazing she's like i you know what this is iconic iconic she says this is iconic i'm happy with it at the end of the day i'm glad i did it (laughs) i think yeah i think her just being like ah once they retouched it i felt so good about it (laughs) i'm sure it's so funny oh my god i mean yeah they're 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 stunning photos you know she's kim she's Uh, i can't uh, wait to show you and tim my nudes (laughs) <laughs> happily i support it i mean i'll just be like scott uh oh boy getting an eye poked out uh it's a very like i thought it was a just a very fascinating episode i loved it a yeah. lot of drama less hijinks more real stuff i'm excited yeah. for what's to come um and we'll just keep on trucking with uh, I was gonna say season six. That's not it. It's season one of Kim, Courtney and Kim take Manhattan. No, not they're not Muppets. They take New York. <laughs> <They are. laughs> I mean, they are in their own way. I, you know what though? I I really want to say that 
for our listeners is actually fun and they're like these are fun. these are fun i think sometimes i felt like it's a bit of work to i think the, yeah, the last some of this series the, some of the like the last season of of i think that keeping up with last season five was like a lot of a lot of goofs uh and you know we know what we're getting into but like I'm I'm genuinely excited for like what they've laid out as far as like and 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 to remember that all this is taking place within the backdrop of New York is really fun, you know, yeah. like and you know 2010 clubs and Ugh. like there and and that thing like the whole point of this being like we've talked about this so many times, but it's like by current season for the last however many seasons they can't even go out in the world, you know, everything is shot in their homes. They never are out. <laughs> they like at the most they like rent out a racetrack to drive a car around or something. They can never be in the world anymore, really. So this is a really special moment of like they are so famous, but a guy can just walk up to Kim Kardashian and throw a, and his stupid girlfriend can, girlfriend can throw a drink in her face. And like guys, while all this is happening, I'm I'm doing improv. Oh, just like beautiful. Just like 30 blocks away, probably. Oh, and I'm out here on the West Coast just starting improv. Yes. It was my last year in New York. Oh, and then you came to me. I came to you. Yeah. Um, well, we will keep on going. Um, it's really fun, though. Take our word for it. We release new episodes every Monday. Check out our website, carditionit.com. We've got merch, all sorts of fun stuff there. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter, Instagram, and like our Facebook page. Email us at Don't Carditionit. like our Facebook page. We don't update it anymore. Yeah. I mean, if you like hanging out on Facebook, go for it. But Yeah, I mean, but you would have to do it all yourself, guys. Yeah. I quit we'll the book. That. She quit the book. I'm really not on it. Um, so we're not really <laughs> sorry. Out I there. just it was like screaming about no, Facebook. No, it's great. Uh, it's people should know where we hang out and where we don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, email Instagram, us, baby. <laughs> Instagram is always the best way to message us. Um, and you'll get either me or Marcy responding. Um, and that's fun for us. So do that. Email us at carditionin at gmail.com also. And most importantly, thank you so much for listening to Cardition It. Bye. Bye. <laughs>